phone. And welcome in to In The Mix With Mike yes, Podcast. Sir. Yes, sir. Freshly off a birthday. Happy birthday, my guy. Thank you. I appreciate gonna, that, we're Jose. Gonna, we're going to keep celebrating you, my boy. I appreciate that. Let's Thank you it. to everybody on the birthday wishes out there. A lot. Uh, last a week lot. was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was th- a smoothie. It was a great time. I appreciate all the birthday wishes. Uh, everybody on Wednesday, over the weekend, the weekend before, I feel like. Had like three birthdays there all all one week, but you had me outside back to back weeks, bro. Yeah, and it was also my mom's birthday the day before my birthday, so I gotta give a shout out to my mom. Didn't you catch dinner? Yeah, we did. It was nice. That's dope. Nice, nice little dinner, but uh, then Mother's Day's around the corner. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things, a lot of things going on in May. One of those things going on in May. We are recording live in the studio here. Game five is going on behind us. So if you're listening live here, Philly's up. Philly is up here late stages in the third quarter. This series is tied at two. It's been absolutely crazy. This was the wrong way. This was the wrong game for Boston not to show up. Yeah, I mean two two takes momentum and Philly's going back home now. Of course. And if you look at just prior to this game in game five, game four, Celtics had a chance. They were down by one. James Harden went for 42, an explosion there in game four. Games one and game four, he's exploded for 40 pieces. It's looked like the old James Harden. For me, seeing that, it's been great to have flashbacks to 2018, 2017, old flashbacks of him on the Rockets when he was yeah, just yeah. dominating. MVP, and Harden. When it be kind of being out and limited in this series for the Sixers, I think seeing Harden get back to his old self has been phenomenal. What do you think about that, Jose? I think it's fire. Like, it's definitely... You know, vintage Harden when he was just destroying the league and nobody could guard him. Yeah. But it's just like they're having a difficulty where they get that out of him and then they get Embiid and what Embiid does and brings yeah. to the table together. Like it's either one or the other. One has a big night and the other one is just, you know, mid average. And, you know, I just haven't seen them both go off like 30 and 30 both piece. Yeah. So just like Devin Booker and the Suns are. I was just going to ask, so we had this conversation all throughout the entire NBA season when we had Luka and Kyrie that mixed up with the Mavs. You were like, no, this is going to be a disaster. Hit it right on the nose. Yeah, it didn't work. Didn't work. D-Book, Kevin Durant with the absence of Chris Paul in that series. That's 2-2. Game 5 will be after that. Suns Nuggets, if you're listening now, obviously you'll probably know tomorrow who had won that game. But for the two superstars playing on the same team, which two do you think does it best in the NBA. Why can't Harden and B, and B get that productivity that maybe I would say LeBron and AD bring to the table? Um, it, it just basically comes down to, like, the the game style changes. Okay. Like, now you, you're Talk feeding and B that low, so the ball's out of his hands. Mm-hmm. When Harden is bringing on the ball, you know, he's looking for the more pick and roll, open threes, or drive and get the next man open. Yeah. So, for them to both master... And do what they do, it just it just more dominant on one side. Yeah, like it it doesn't really work if all right you take one possession, I will take one possession. Like you never get into the flow of things. Yeah, and I guess so also one has to sacrifice for the other. With that, it's like Harden is definitely playing better without Embiid there, but he yeah. has been playing pretty good with Embiid in the lineup. I definitely think why LeBron and AD work 
really well together just as the contrarian is in the option here. You said it best last week. LeBron kind of runs the offense. AD's running the The defense, defense, running, getting boards, and then he's able to then counter that Mm -hmm. and then be productive on the second option. That's been really key for the Lakers. We'll get into them in a little bit. But, I mean, the Sixers here and the Celtics, it's 2-2. It's live here at late stages in the third. If they go on to win this game, they would have one game away from possibly playing the Miami Heat. They're up 3-1 on my next. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, but sad, sad. how far do you think the Sixers could go from a hole then if Harden continues to play like this and maybe plays in his role or whatever that is that night, that game? If if Harden can average like 20 to 25 yeah. every night, 10 assists, yeah. they're a whole different team. Mm. So it's just like his inconsistency, basically like it doesn't allow you to – to to try a lot of things because yeah. you don't know what to expect from him and you know every game is crucial. Yeah. And you, you don't have time to experiment. You can experiment during the regular season, but you can't experiment with shit up during the playoffs. Huh. We we'll see what happens. I think the Sixers if they're able to pull this one out and I think they probably will at this point. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. It could be the the last hope for Philly. Obviously, the Phillies and the Eagles like you know came happen. close. We'll see what the Sixers Philly, could Philly, possibly do. Philly's going to advance. They're going to bump into Miami. Miami's going to beat them. And then Embiid is going to join them in Miami. I, I still think we had this conversation off the air. I think Embiid is a franchise player with the Sixers. Absolutely. I could see, sure. I could see Harden kind of making a decision depending on how the outcome of the season goes. You know, if the Sixers get really close, make a – a run kind of like the Phillies where it's like the Phillies run was just as a, as a contrary in that city. It was like a memorable run. Nobody really yeah. expected it. So I think if the Sixers give a valiant effort, it could persuade Harden to come back another year. If they get into the Eastern Conference Finals, he has to return. I Yeah, but like say they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and then they get blown out by the Heat. Maybe he then exits stage left, goes back to Houston, wants to see what their draft pick does in a couple of years, and then he could be that player to drop 40 to 50 a night and try to go win MVP. Yeah, but he's he's getting older. Yeah, I know. So it depends on what he wants to do. I've just heard there's been some reports floating that he may want to go back to Houston. He's a bag chaser, bro. I don't think deep down Harden really cares about like winning a chip. I think I you know think, how some players like wake up I think every he day. does, but it's nah, tough. Nah, it's nah. it's hard to you get know why? there. You know why I don't believe that he I'm, – I'm sure he does. But it's not like he won't lose sleep over it. He yeah. doesn't lose sleep at I night. Can see it. Some I can players see like they're devoted, like they go crazy, like yeah, I have to win a chip. Like LeBron wakes up every day thinking, yo, how could I possibly win another championship? Harden wakes up and is like, yo, let's find the nearest, yeah, the nearest ship club, nearest club. Let's go get. I'm gonna lit. go with baby. Yeah, yeah. he cares about the that's, vibes that's, and that's, the energy. That's what he's on. Yeah, and I respect him. Like you, you earn. The right to feel that way. You earn the right to make those decisions. You are one of the best basketball players in yeah. the world. Like you, him, you could go out there and get those bags. Like if you not, if you were to ask me, seventy percent of NBA players probably don't care if they win a chip or not. I think a lot of it is also situation. It's such a long season, and so many factors have to go the right way. I think when you have a team like the Warriors, you already know what they bring to the table. You know, you know they're gonna hit. You know what a guy like LeBron James can produce in the playoffs, but outside of that, everything kind of everything kind of stays pretty stagnant throughout the season. You know, there's a lot of good games, a lot of matchups, but once you Same get into playoffs, you then see that that experience kind of come through. Speaking of, the Los Angeles Lakers are up three games to one on the Golden State Warriors. 
Pack Jose, up. talk to me. We the see. Lakers haven't lost a game at home in the postseason. AD, LeBron, everybody's performing. Reeves went off last night. Lonnie Walker had a big fourth quarter 15. late in the game last night. He came in. Give him 15. D'Lo hadn't had the best night last night, but he's been playing better for the Lakers. Nonetheless, the Lakers up three games to one on the Golden State Warriors. Jose, talk to me. I know you're excited. Big LeBron guy, talk to me. I know in Los Angeles, they smoke in that Golden State pack early. 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 Three it's, games it's, to it's, one? It's clip, bro. Really? It's out of here. That's it. So, you know, they... No. I start, They were saying I on ESPN, him- like, the Lakers probably could rest their starters for game five. No, nah, you don't do that. I, I don't think they're going to do that, but I almost got That's, the feeling who that... Who said that? Uh, the guy from Mike and Mike back in the day. Oh, okay, okay. Not the not the bigger guy, Golok, I think. Mm, it was the other I guy. I know what you're talking about. That's crazy to say, like... Yeah. If they sit AD, Braun... Yeah. Warriors are going to blow them up. I know. I was like, you're just throwing a game away. Yeah, you got exactly. three shots. That's nah, the thing. Nah, you don't take no opportunities. You got to close... Right away. Yeah, and you know Bron's going to be trying yeah, to do that. Yeah, he's undefeated but. when he's up 3-1. So after seeing what the Lakers have done against the Warriors, I think there's a good chance that they're going to they're gonna return back to the NBA Finals. I understand For that sure. the Suns could be a, no. a force in their way, but they still got to get remember, past the Nuggets without CP3. Remember what I was telling you? Talk to me. How the Nuggets, it comes down to like their offense just always tanks. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they catch a flat tire. Yep. And it's literally happening right now. Yeah. And KD goes for 30. Devin Booker follows with He's been like looking 40. incredible. We're Outside get, of Jimmy Butler. We're going we're gonna to get to Devin Booker. Yeah, we'll get to the Suns but Nuggets it, it, go, it gets it, it goes back to like, Devin's always great all season. Best record, po- yeah. Postseason comes and it's like, it starts to break down little by little every single game. Yep. You were up 2-0, now the series is 2-2. Yep. In a blink of an eye. Just like that. You can't find an answer for Devin Booker. Yep. KD has been pretty stagnant. He's only had, what, one big game, two if that. Everything is being D-book. He's bringing on the ball. He's passing. He's like phenomenal. Yeah, he's creating the offense. He looks like his old self a couple years ago. He goes for 40 points. (laughs) No three-pointers. Like nothing. Come on, bro. He's he's a dog. But, excuse me. I don't know. It's just at this... For me, Denver always folds. Like yeah. they, they literally tank it up. When has um Jokic had to score forty? That game where he had the altercation with uh the owner the Suns the owner, owner, yeah. He had he he was desperate. Talk to me about he, that situation. He was a, he was he had a forty point game and he was, you know, out of, talk, out of the game. Talk to me about that situation, obviously Jokic and the Suns owner. From my perspective, uh I would say it looked like Jokic was trying to move quick with the basketball. The Suns owner held the ball. Yeah. Maybe a little longer than you would think. Jokic was trying to get away. It was a bump. I think the owner kind of embellished it a little bit. Uh, everybody kind of goes their separate ways. I think the Suns owner was like, you know, it's no big deal. He still gets fined 25000 You bring up a good point when we talked about this last night off the air. You were bringing up a good point. If that was Draymond Green, he would have got suspended. Reputation suspended. alone. They fired him. Yeah, he would have been out for three games. So <laughs> I think Jokic kind of definitely got lucky in that sense. I don't think he really did anything wrong there. But I think just the I, way I, that the league kind of proceeds in this, you know. I think he was wrong. You you think he was wrong? Talk yeah, to me. yes. Because I just, for me, I don't think fans should touch players. And I don't think players should touch fans. Yeah. It goes vice versa. Agree. Yep. Was he wrong for holding the ball? Absolutely. Should he have held the ball? 
Absolutely not. Was he probably trying to do something like slow the game down, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, sums us up. We don't know. We don't know his narrative. We don't know his objective. We don't know what he was trying to do. Clearly, he was holding the ball. Jokic went to strip it out his hand. It flew out. Nobody had the possession. Then he proceeds. Uh, Jokic proceeds to move closer to him. And, you know, he extends his elbow. He, it wasn't like a malicious no. elbow, but it was basically like he made his presence be felt. Like, I'm here. Like, back up. And I don't think he should have done that, to be honest. Like, I don't care who it is, owner, kid, child, whatever the case may be. I don't think NBA players should be putting their hands yeah. on fans. It's, I, I agree and, with and that. I, get, I, I get, agree get, that, like, an NBA player should never, ever. It, the optics of that just look bad to begin and with. And I get it. He, you know, he's trying to get the ball back. He's trying to keep the game going. He's trying to speed it up. He's not trying to have, like, no extra delays where anything can go left. Like, in a in a situation where he was in, like, every second is crucial. You're down in a post-game season, so, you know, you're trying to keep the offense going, keep the defense going, whatever the case may be. And, you know, the adrenaline was high. You know, I get I get where he comes from. And then in a lot of instances, there are a lot of hecklers and, you know, disrespectful yeah. fans who probably deserve a nice little shove sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, they make it seem like these NBA players are not human. You know? Yeah. But for the most part, I think they were both wrong. Yeah. I definitely could see. I I could understand where you're coming from with that, and and, and, and what you, you never want to see that because the optics of it isn't look isn't looking good yeah, yeah, for the NBA, and I th- that's why I think the NBA always has to take and those he's precautions. Too big, he's too big of a star. For yeah, that. of course. And not only that, like he got lucky, like you said, he was lucky. Yeah. He was very lucky. I felt like if that would have been yeah. like Draymond Green or Carmelo Anthony or Russell Westbrook, Marcus Smart, yeah, yep. they suspended. Yep, easily, hands down. Oh my God, yeah. But, you know, that's a topic for another since, day. Since the Ron Artest situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything's different now with the NBA. I don't know. It's just like, it's just whack to me. Like, go to the game and just watch the game, witness the game. You know, you, you're literally witnessing history right now. Yeah. This is an incredible NBA playoffs. Exactly. And yeah. Don't go put your hands on anybody. Man. Yeah. It's like, keep your hands to yourself. Like, talk your shit, whatever the case may be. If you're going to talk, you're going to chat. We get it. Like, you can say whatever you want. Just keep it, you know, respectful and don't put your hands on anybody. So you kind of hinted at, I'll move a little bit past this. You kind of hinted at the matchup that you could kind of see in the NBA Finals, Lakers-Heat. Is that kind of the early That's the, the prediction here? That's the Mickey Mouse ring. That's the the bubble, yes. That's the Mickey Mouse ring. I, st- <laughs> I still <laughs> think that was a great NBA postseason for it what was, it was worth. And I sure. think that, like... If that wasn't played in the bubble, I still think the Lakers would have won the championship that season. I think Jimmy Butler, the way he played that that year in the bubble, is how he's playing right now. And the I think they do have a great chance to get back to the NBA Finals. But I would actually go a little different. I think the Lakers are going to play the, the Sixers, though, if they get past Boston. So We'll uh, see. We'll see. We'll see. No. We'll see. No. Well, if they meet, we'll get there. Me and you will have that it's debate. It's definitely going to happen. We'll have a good debate. It's going to happen we'll for good, sure. That'll be great. It's going to happen. But uh, that's who I'm picking kind of on the NBA. NBA front, Philly Lakers? Philly that's Lakers. That would be some finals. Well, after seeing, I mean, our predictions could go. We will have to go to a game. Yeah. NBA finals? That would go crazy. Just imagine that. You gotta, we got to get Drake tickets and we got to get finals tickets. That tax refund got to gotta come <laughs> through. It's coming. It's on its way. But. We got to sell this merch. Coming soon, yo. We need some merch. Jose, let's, uh, let's move. 
from the NBA on to uh, where do you want to go next? You want to go? You want to go baseball? You want to? You want to talk about the Mets for a little bit? Mm. It's been tough. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna save the Mets and we're gonna save the Yankees because they're looking atrocious. We're gonna give them a little bailout. It's the only bailout we're gonna give them. We're just gonna leave them alone. We're not gonna kick anybody while they're down. Yep. And we're just gonna we're just gonna walk past this street, okay? Yeah. Like, we're not gonna talk about those guys right now. Okay. We don't. They're doing a little bad. Yeah. We don't. We don't have to. Okay. We won't. <laughs> we don't have to get there. But yeah, it's, it's bad in New York. Yeah. It's bad in New York. I would want to say also another city that's. I mean, we got the live stream going on behind us, Boston. We'll move to the NHL playoffs a little bit. The Boston Bruins, since we're catching up. We're knocked out last week of the NHL playoffs by the Florida Panthers. The Panthers down three games to one in that series. They end up beating the Boston Bruins. So, say the Bruins had the best record in the NHL. Just to put this in context, it would be like the Warriors when they set the NBA best record for the regular season. Well, 72 and 9? Yeah, it's like them getting knocked out of the first round by the eighth seed. That's 73 and 9. My fault. I think it was 73 and 9. But yeah. basically, that's what the Florida Panthers did to the Bruins. Not only that, they're up three games to nothing as we speak against the Leafs. Carolina uh, looking to possibly join them as they're up two games to one on New Jersey as we speak. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the NHL. Could be a could be a matchup between Vegas and Seattle in the West. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. A lot of a lot of different teams this year than uh, than than usual. So kind that's, of that's, that's kind smart, of different though. contrary uh, to the NBA. You got a lot of stars and big name teams in the NBA. Celtics, Lakers, Suns, Sixers, but in the NHL a little bit different. A lot of good stories, underdogs, Panthers, you know, Carolina's been good, but Seattle's kind of a new team. That's Vegas good, has been good. Yeah, I like that. I like it, that. It, it gives a good depth. So it's been really fun to watch both both NBA and NHL playoffs so far. Anybody could go up there and grab that. Yeah. So still trying to figure out who I like to uh to bet on there, trying to figure out who who's gonna win the championship for both respective leagues. Uh, Jose, let's uh let's hop into music a little bit. Just catching up on some music. Uh, let's talk about Jack Harlow's new album. What do what do what do we think? What do we think with that? Talk to me. There was uh there was some there was some bars out there that got noticed. There's been a lot of, a lot of talk about it. I Jose, mean, what what do we think of the album first? Because it was my first take on it is kind of a kind of a not surprising time that he dropped. I think he's but, he's trying to prove like yeah that he can rap. You could definitely tell this album yeah like, he wanted to rap. Mm-hmm. He didn't want a big club record. He didn't want a big pop record. No, he wanted to prove that he could rap. Yeah, there's some heat on there. Yes, but for the majority of the album, like you could definitely hear the Drake cadences and the Drake flow in his music, mm-hmm. and you could see how you know. That's probably his favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they want to bash him for that. But why wouldn't I want to rap like one of the greatest rappers of all time? I get that. Like, what well, if that's who inspired me and that's who made me, like, say, yo, let me pick up this pen or let me get in the booth. Then why not? Yeah. I think we all take something from, you know, our favorite athletes, our favorite rappers, our favorite actors, you know, whatever it is that you into. Like, yeah, someone who inspire you, you're going to. You know, take some of their skill. You're going to try to replicate that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, you know, they talk shit on him and like, oh, give Drake his flow back. But, you know, I give him his credit. He definitely, he showed up and he rapped on that album. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's one questionable song 
the song where he speaks on his cousin apparently like being like a. Oh yes, I did see that. There, yeah, yeah. So it was a uh, it was a twenty four minute ten track album. It was on Apple Music officially. It's actually not even kind of like a rap album. It's a lost less album. A lossless. Lossless. I guess because of the melodic flows in there. That's some bullshit. I I guess so. Um, but rapping. it is under the hip hip hop rap. He's rapping. Yeah. So, um, but. I would say though, throughout the ten tracks, I definitely like the intro, "Common Ground." It, the intro, he set a tone. Yeah, he he set a, he, tone, he set like, a right. tone like the difference between, you know, just the complex, generational thing of you know how modern hip hop has became, and also just the difference between you know an artist upbringing versus you know the listeners and and more of the following maybe their their upbringing so the differences between the two and he, he was really he basically he fit, really did a good job in his lyrics to kind of bring he, everything together i yeah, thought what did sure. you think he he feels like he's not getting the credit he deserves yeah yeah that's how i think he's feeling right now like yo i put out a good you know album i mean the second album wasn't you know it didn't live up to yeah. the first one yeah but this was for him yeah. this was for him trying to basically prove to prove something like he wants to be known as a rapper. Yeah. That white boy rapper. Like like he said, I'm the coolest white boy rapper since Eminem. And that's what caused him and Machine and Kelly to collide. Well, yep, that was the next one. So the second track, They Don't Love It. I liked it a little bit more upbeat. It it was a good vibe. But he did have that line, which kind of, you know, saying he's the best white yeah. rapper since Eminem. Has started, you know, that controversy, and now MGK started a diss, diss track towards Jack Harlow. Whether Which, he responds or not will be seen. Machine Gun. Um, what do you think of his? What do you think of his take there? Machine Gun Kelly ate him up, bro. In the diss track? Oh, absolutely. I heard a little bit of it. It sounded like he was. He sent shots. He sent shots over there, and he sent shots at Eminem again. He cooked him, bro. What do you I think? I see of, why they call you the Jack Man. Give that flow. Give that man back his flow, man. Mm. Come on. What do you think of uh what do you think of Harlow's lyrics there? What do you think of that take? Harlow's lyrics are from Machine Gun Kelly or Well no, I'm saying that his his lyrics of saying that he's the best white rapper since Eminem. I think he's gonna if if he were to respond to Machine Gun Kelly. Do you think he is though? Yes, absolutely. I Drake has responded to everyone. Who said shots at him? Well, yeah, but if I'm saying, your, do you think he's if, the best white rapper since Eminem? Because I would disagree well, with that. I think it's Mac Miller, not Jack Harlow. Yeah, that, I def, I'll definitely go Mac Miller. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, that's that's a whole different conversation and that we could definitely dig into. Okay. But, I, yeah, I just want to get that down. As of right now, you know, Machine Gun Kelly, he's not even technically in the rap category anymore. I know. He's more he's alternate. Yeah. yeah, the punk rock shit. So, people probably don't even consider him a rapper, but he came on up there. He he got on Renegade, which is Jay Z's and um, Eminem's, Eminem's beat. beat. Yep. Oh no, the irony. Yeah. Right. He got he the gets nerve, up there. the audacity. Yeah, he gets up there on an Eminem beat, mm -hmm. and he torches that shit, bro. Yeah. He went crazy. He was really rapping like he was. He put out a statement like, "Whoever wanted with me, come get some." Yep. Harlow, I think, is going to approach it on some drink shit. Yeah. He's going to be very strategic. He's going to be very calculated. He's going to be very surgical. And he's going to try to bar him up the way Drake bars up his opponents. You really think he'll respond, though? Yes, absolutely. He has to. 
You can't you can't take that crown and crown yourself as the the hottest white boy out. Yeah. And that's another white boy that said, "Yo, I'm still here. It's good for wanna, the sport." <laughs> and you, you gotta if it's if it's yours you gotta take it. Yeah. You gotta, I would you definitely want to see him respond. You hold you it down. He's not he's not gonna hop on a, on a New York beat like that. Nah. nah, he's gonna get on some Drake shit. Duppy, yeah, Duppy. The nerve, stuff. the audacity. Exactly. That's it. he's gonna get surgical with it. Yeah, he's gonna get and on some like gonna, Churchill Downs. Maybe he'll have Drake on as the feature. This is his first beef, right? So he has to make a statement. Yeah, he has to go out there. You know, he has to bar him up. You don't have to say nothing crazy. Just flow. You don't have to get into that 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 old culture, New York culture, where it's like bar fest. Like, yeah, break them down. And I would say because that's how Drake beats his opponent. But I would say from the lyric itself of what Harlow I think was referring to on that track, I think he was trying to say that he is the biggest white rapper since Eminem. And I honestly would say he probably is, you know, the biggest in terms of a spotlight. But I don't think he's been the best because Mac Miller's. You know, his entire his catalog, genre, yeah, yeah and that catalog, catalog of music is just, yeah. It, He's certified. Jack Harlow has a lot longer to go, but, you know, when you talk about his lyrics and his bars and his flow... It's up there. It's he good. He has it. He's, yeah, he's, he's definitely the best good. One Listen, out right now. His album was phenomenal. I thought. I he's thought it was best. a great album. It's a little bit different. You got to be in a little bit of a mood. You know, maybe play it in the morning, like an aesthetic, rainy morning type vibe. You know, you're really reminiscing. That's kind of what you the album play is. Play it to listen. Yeah. Not to vibe. You got to mm-hmm. listen. Exactly. So, I would say that it was a great album. Whether he responds to this diss, it's up to him. You say he is I. I I don't know. I think he may give it some time. I think he may send some shots down no, the line, maybe. I don't but think we'll so. we'll see. I don't think so. I still think though, uh, it was. I think it was a great album, though, for the most part. This is your first opportunity to prove yourself. Your first challenge. Yeah. You got to go out there and bar him up. You have to. You have to. If you if you at the top of the food chain, someone someone's always gonna try to take your spot. You better go get that. Yeah. You gotta fight for that. Come on, Machine Gun Kelly says shots at you, bro. I remember the last time he did that Hit to Eminem, up. and then Eminem just ended him. <laughs> but Machine Gun Kelly held his weight with Eminem. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, he had some bars for him too. He did, bro. but I, I remember when Eminem. I guess since Listen, we're on this topic, in, in, a situ- in a situation like this, look, like, it's gonna. It, it comes down to you don't have to have the hardest bars. You just have to have the most memorable bars. The reason Drake took the L to push a T. Why? Because he had one bar in there. You're hiding your baby. That's all we remember from Pusha T's verse. When it comes to battles like this, you have to just have the most memorable bar. Mm. Is that a world tour or that your girl tour? Mm. You just got to make it memorable. Come on. He got to bar him up. Since we're on this topic, what do you think some of the best rap battles? I mean, we talked... Couple weeks ago here, Fifty Cent, Lil Wayne. Uh, but what do you think some of the best rap battles? Obviously, we could talk Pusha and and Drake. We could talk Meek and Drake. We we could talk a lot. What do you, what stands out for you, honestly? Since we're on this topic, let's let me, let me keep it on the same subject where I was at. Drake and Push. Yeah, I felt like Drake won the bar fest on that. I mean, have, Duppy, Duppy was incredible. I mean, that, that track came People in. don't even know what a Duppy is, bro. That's how surgical the man I know. Is. When he came in with the, he said the, you're a ghost, bro. the nerve, the audacity. The man, I said that three times in this episode. That 
Man, I have to play that on the I outro. I just came from over there putting pens to the sheets. I think it's so funny on, though how bro. like he he dropped that and like nobody like was like wait what, why did he drop that because if they went back and listened to Daytona he said father <laughs> yeah I know father I, had to stretch his hands out still, <laughs> to get it from me you're still looking at the lyrics uh, on, bro but it was amazing because at the time. I think Busha had the help by Kanye, and this was after yeah. he dropped that whoopity scoop beat. Yeah, and that Drake, was Drake wanted that. Drake beat. wanted that beat, and I always was like curious to see like what just, Drake would have done on that beat. You know what and I mean? He just got petty with it. Yeah, Kanye was like, "Oh, this is the beat that you dying for. This is what I'm gonna do on this beat. Whoopity scoopity poopity 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 poop." Just, just to, just, just to, to fuck him with him, and he traveled out to Wyoming then, to help him on Drake his project. There, yeah, Drake got up there and torched both of them. I wonder if we could play that on the podcast. That's even... the we'll, we'll, we'll tell the we'll tell the audio guys to to cue that as the outro. But yes, going back sure. <laughs> going back to that though, because then Pusha comes out with on you know the story of OJ beat drops his son to the world, and that seemed like that's what most people took away though from that battle. Yeah, and a it. lot of like what you think about what you think of Pusha T. Everybody is like a meme of it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's all oh, he, you know, know what I mean. That's why he won that battle because he has the most memorable bar. Yeah, there Drake barred him up there. So do push you, had push had his shit. He did. Yeah, he definitely did. So do you think that Infrared was a fire diss track? <sighs> I that mean, was a fire song, bro. Push has been dropping. Yeah, heat. bro. Like, even like, his I'm last not, year's album. I'm not pretty, gonna take anything away yeah. from Push on that battle. Yeah, he just he had the most memorable bar, and he you know he got surgical too. Do you think that in a rap battle it's more about that memorable bar? I yeah. mean, maybe in today's generation it is because people don't listen to the whole the hay, track lyrically. That's the haymaker. Yeah, it's like that's like when Biggie and Pac. Yeah, you claim to be a player, but I f- your wife. Yeah. Yep. Come on, feel me like yeah. that's what you remember forever. Like yep. that one bar. Like what was the most disrespectful thing said? Yeah, or the most memorable thing said. Yeah, and Pusha T won that battle because you know what, he did what he did with that. And, he and Drake something. also didn't go. Then what was next? I mean, it's been talked about. You he can go and look at YouTube. I think he's talked about it on LeBron's show. To you know, he out. played it. He didn't think it was him, and he was just like, you know what. He accepted defeat. That's what that is. That's a very that's a high move. That was actually a great move by Drake. I, I lost give him a lot one. of respect by him. You took the L. That's but it. I, but I think if you go to the one before he had it against Meek, I think he kind of he think overkilled he, him. Yeah, he killed him. Is that a, he overkilled him back to back, bro? Is that a world tour? Is that a girl? Come on, bro. Yeah. Back to he back went him. crazy. He, he got nominated for a Grammy for that. Like I'm joining ninety six, ninety seven. Whoa! Oh my first of all, God. The back to back cover. Was literally the Blue Jays beating the Phillies. Yeah. Back to back. The, come on, bro. He's very strategic. Oh, my and God. And that's what I think Harlow's probably working Was that 92 right World Series, I think? Yeah. So it's, it's very just, it's very strategic yeah. when it comes from rappers like that. That's crazy. I mean, I remember Meek was snapping, though. He he had nah. a couple, he had a couple, and then Drake just came in with charged up, and then he so, dropped back to back, and I was like, he, holy he, fuck. He, he did it to them. Since we're just kind of flowing with music, I actually sort of tweet the other day, and it said, you know, think of a time in music where you had to be there. You know what I mean? Like, where you could remember something so vividly. So I'll hit you with a couple that were a lot of people, what they said. They said, they could remember the time when Black Beetle dropped. You know, everybody remembers that Beatles challenge. Beatles in the city. Everybody remember yeah, that, that was, challenge. Come on, bro. You know, who could... Those f- are memorable moments. Everybody remember, you know, people were saying, like, 
God's plan or like Donda, like when Donda's concerts God's were going on fine. a couple of years. You know what? So what like I remember, for, for you, what, what was that for you? Like what moment, what era captured that the best for you? Like I where you say, had to be there? I would for? say early 2016, no, late 2016, early 2017, SoundCloud was going crazy. Yeah, the SoundCloud you had, era? You had Young Thug going crazy. You had uh, the Migos going crazy. Uzi was wilding out. Cardi, yeah. Cardi, like... That was a pivotal moment in mm-hmm. hip hop. Like everyone turning back on that 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 culture. Yeah, this is why academics is as big as he is to Ta-da, this day yeah. because he didn't turn those back on those particular artists. He was like, "Yo, this is the new sound. This is gonna be the new wave." Yeah, and people weren't ready for that. No, and they exploded, and we're here now, and it hasn't changed. That was a crazy time period. Of course, bro. That changed hip hop, and then it like kind of went like. It was great to kind of look at this thread, though, because so many people had so many different opinions, which I respected and loved. Like, if you looked at it, it was like somebody had, like, they could remember where they were when he dropped back to back, mm-hmm. like, when he just flamed them. Or if you're reading this. <laughs> if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah. That, That's that, a classic album. That being dropped out of absolutely nowhere. Nobody expected him to do that. Or, you know, the time period when he collabed with Future, Dragon Future, that time period. Or, you know, going way you know, you could go back to Kanye days and when he interrupted Taylor Swift on the stage and Fact. 808s and Heartbreaks and Astro World and, you know, like Life just of Pablo. Life of Pablo, yeah. And, you know, what I was watch the throne, too? you know, like think just, about like in, all that. In music, there's probably two albums together that I literally play back to back to back. Like, I only listened to those two albums. It was Take Care. Yeah. And, uh, it's getting to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Watch the throne. Watch the throne. I had those two albums back to back, back to back, back to back. All the time. Back to, what? I know. I know every single lyric on both those albums. It's Hands great. Down, bro. I remember my, just riding in the train, just listening to it. And that, see, that's what's great about music. It's able just to imagine just imagine that. Yeah, just you're able uh, to, uh, uh. you're just able to just like you reminisce remember, and remember why, about that time and that moment and that feeling. And that's just, why music is so powerful. Yeah. Because no matter what, how old the song is, as soon as you hear it, yeah. it gives you a, a specific feeling and a specific memory. Yeah. It's like when COVID passed, what was Baby's biggest track? Um, the Bigger Picture. The Bigger Picture, bro. Every time I hear that track, bro, I get back into that, that mind state where I was during COVID. It just brings me right back to COVID, bro. Yeah. I feel like with music, like, I think that era that you had to be there for, I, I still think... Man, 20, 2016, 2017 was crazy. I think it's wild to think about the times, like how it definitely changed. Cause like, I feel like 2018 for me was like a pretty big role. Like Meek just dropped his his project. Everybody was listening to that unreleased Travis Scott Kodak, <laughs> like yeah. that that dance. That was big. Just Tory Lanez. Everybody was bumping his album at college parties. Free, Mo Bamba. Everybody was playing. Free Tory. Absolutely free Tory. But, like, that was a big end of the year. But I think it was cool to think back from, like, 2015. Everybody was playing, like, Fetty. Like, Fetty. Fetty, wow. 2016, like, you had the SoundCloud wave. We're coming through Uzi, Cardi, yeah. Migos, you know, into 2017, which then went to Yachty, I feel like. And then 21 you had, Savage. You had, you had 21 Savage. Kodak. You had Brock, Brock Hampton, like, at the time yeah. was hidden at that, at that era. And, like... Drake was being very consistent, like with projects that he was dropping, he like was views to God's plan. So like, Kanye was dropping projects. Jay Z was dropping four four four. You know, 
you had everybody i think dropping and it was kind of that collab between the old to the new and it just kind of worked but you're right i definitely think turnover was in 2016 yeah that um, changed, that changed hip hop. but I, I think for like me maybe 2018 just because of like the sound that was being played i listened to so many albums at the time and it, i was in college at a lot of the parties and just like how influential music was you got the taste of like so many people and just like coming together at one so um but man there was just so many good eras in hip-hop i guess in today's generation post-covid um i was saying kendrick lamar's recent project last year fire that's a that's a that's a great album yeah that won a grammy like listening to that that seems like that's going to be a timeless piece and i think that's really what it comes down to i think when you're able to make timeless music yeah, when yeah. you're able to just you could put that song on whenever and it just it just never gets old you that's know? why 50 so good you think yeah, man. I was well, gonna ask who who do you think is like that artist from the back in the day that you still listen to? For me, it's always gonna be Jay Z. Of course, Jay Jay's Jay's the goat. Yeah, I could put him on whenever. Yeah, for sure. And he has the albums, you know, to back it up. He has the catalogs to back it up. And then like every like his albums, like it it shows you like a different person than who he was. Like yeah, for, he became the sh- from the guy from the streets to certified mogul. Like. <laughs> And in all his albums, you know, you get all of that. It's yeah. a mixture of everything. But 50, man, I don't know. He just, he hits for me. 50. 50, like, he he has so many classic records that were released in 2001, 2002, 2003, like, early, early 2000s. Yeah. And you play them now, it's just like, you couldn't tell what the song was made. Yeah. You couldn't hear the difference in his voice. Like, 21 Questions, like... There's just so many records that he has and like people go great crazy to in the club. Like he can shake a building. I was gonna say, do you feel like when listening to music it's more about like do you listen to more older music, do you say? Or would you say you listen to more of this generation's music, I guess? Because for um, me I feel like I go back and forth. There's days where I just wanna listen to like an album straight from start to finish or listen to most of that project. Or there's times where I'm just listening to like kind of like, Oh, this shit is pretty new, I like this song or like it's in my playlist. You know what I mean? Like, I guess. It, it or may, does it depend on the mood? I guess. Yes, for you, yes, guess? yes. That's exactly what I was yeah. gonna say. Because there's there's some times when you know you want to listen to the music, but there's some times when you know you really want to listen to rap. You want to listen to a story. Like you want to listen to, you know, the cadences in certain rappers. So you go back to you know the the rappers who influenced the new wave. Because mm-hmm. everybody gets it from someone else. Yeah. But you can't take nothing away from today's generation. Like, yeah, mm. it's more auto tune. There's probably, you know, songs are shorter. You know, the style yeah. is different. The cadence is different. But it's still, at the end of the day, great music. And yeah. Music is supposed to make you feel something. Make you feel an emotion. Get you happy. Make you sad. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. And today's music does that for people. I think today's music has been by far the most influential that we've had in a very long time. Like, it's good and bad. Yeah. You got the drill in New York and Chicago, you know, and all those cities where people really live by that. You know, they that music influenced a lot of people in the street. Mm. Then you have the music where, you know, people are sad and depressed. And you don't have, then you have the music where people, you know, like to party and do drugs. Like, yeah. It's very influential yeah. nowadays. Like, it really depends on, like, what you consume every single day in the music now. Like, yeah. And not only that, people are more vulnerable in their music now. Like, people are are not as afraid back then, like they are now to like 
really express how they feel. Like if they're yeah. going through pain or sadness, depression or whatever the case may be, they pour that out into their music before people, you know, only think about the fast life. Hmm. Fun, hmm. laugh, laugh, riches, women, drugs, hmm. cars, money, and wow. all genres of music. So, you know, it just really depends what you want to listen to. That's so true. So true. But by far, I think music is, besides like the, the violence and, you know, the drug usage, the music is at a great place right now. We have yeah. a lot of great talent. Yeah. A lot of talent. Yeah. I was going to say, out of the new generation, since we're just kind of shooting the shit on music, I love it. Uh, who do you think you're listening to the most out of like this crop of, of talent? You know? You know who I've been heavy on? You know, it's crazy because every time, you know, we have a podcast and we record, it's like, that's one of the things I think about throughout the week. Like, what artists have I been listening to? You know who I've been listening to a lot, bro? Who? Post Malone. Post Malone. Okay, I like that. I like that. He's oh, fucking see, good. Yeah, he's he's. A he star. never made a bad song in his bro, life. Oh, he he's. You know what it is? Because his music is a vibe, bro. Like, yeah. And he gives you so many different emotions. Like he gives you the the real sad shit. Yeah. And then he gives you the real up high tempo fire. Yep. You know. Hmm. I just, I just, you know, he's a, he's a great fucking talent, bro. Yeah, he's made so many good songs and so yeah, many a, good albums. And like you know what's even better is like when you see Stony and like yeah. hear songs of Bentleys and like. It, you know what's even more fire like when you've seen the whole like development in the artist and and you've seen him literally from the beginning. Like, who would have thought that Why Irison? Yeah. Would have became what we got now. Yeah. Come on, it's just like he's he's evolved so much and. His music has gotten so much better, like, and he taps into, like, different, you know, genres and shit, and, like, different moods and different vibes. Like, people, like, now, like, say, you like, you're a rapper, they want to put you in a particular category, like, or you just have to rap. No, nah, man, there's people out here that want to try different shit. And I feel like with, and I feel like with Post Malone, it, it just seems like with Post Malone, he just seems like he can make music with anyone. Yeah. You know, it just seems like he's the type. A person that just can vibe with anyone and whatever song you want, whatever mm-hmm. melody you want, he can give that to you. He can and feature with anybody. Yeah, just look at his career, you know, this type of vibe and element and just energy that he brought to the table on Stoney, on Beer Bongs of Bentley, and then the difference to, like, Hollywood Bleeding to his most recent mm-hmm. project, you know, where he's more personal, you know, he's more open to, like, what he's going through. So, yeah. I th- His music is definitely, like, you could yeah. definitely... Feel his emotion and his pain yeah. and his happiness yep. through his music. Yeah. But I love that about him because I think yeah. he's just such a genuine he's person. Vulnerable. And I don't think I've met an, a person in my life that dislikes his music. Like, yeah. everybody just... You gotta be crazy. To yeah, say. it's just not... Don't like it's, Post Malone. It's, it's a good sound. My boy was doing donuts in a Wraith, <laughs> in a Rolls Royce with White Iverson. Braids, White Iverson, bro. And look where he's in now. What a great song. What that just takes great. me back. See, that's something like the question that I yeah, just remember in music where I was where for White you? Iverson. You yeah, White Iverson just, video. Oh, my not God. For nothing, like, as we go further and further into the music, like, the music videos just, like, slowly diminish. Like, we barely even get music videos now. Yeah. It's like we had, like, probably, like, a three, four, five-year run where we weren't getting music videos at all. No. And especially At now all. with COVID, you know that. Back you, in the days, a music from that, video from that like, part you needed yeah. that to like yeah. promote your music. And now it's just like you don't really get those those classic music videos like that. Yeah, last one we could probably remember is like God's Plan or anything that Cole Bennett worked on, Lil Durk and 
But yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great thing with music. I guess for me today. Who have you been listening to? Bad Bunny. I Bad was Bunny. I was I waiting for you. I to knew say you that. was gonna say that because you know you have been vibing out to him, bro. But it's like as I ex- try to explain the 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 how would I say the lyrics to you when you listen to the music, so you could get a like a small glimpse of what he's talking about. Yeah, he's just another artist, bro. Who's literally tapped into every type of culture yeah. there is in his space? Yeah, this is. He th- came out rapping. He doesn't even rap anymore. That's crazy to me to think like. You, if you like this new album, you have to go back to his last album. Yo hago lo que me dé la gana. So that basically means I do whatever the fuck I want to do. <laughs> so what he did was he just abbreviated that in Spanish and his YL. Yeah. And, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, it's extended. That's a classic album, bro. You just got to go back. If you like um, Uverano Sinti, you have to go back. I've, I've, well, and you would, like to go, you would like to go back, you know why? Because he gives you more of that trap vibe. I think, And him rapping. Yeah. I, I was going to say, with Bad Bunny, it's amazing because, like, I, I really don't have a clue what he's saying. And that it's shit is the, fire. His flow, the, his it's energy, it's, it's everything. Vibe, it's just bro, like... It's a vibe. His flow is fucking fantastic, though. Like, and he's basically he just, he's basically rapping about the same shit that every other rapper is rapping about. The only thing is, he's rapping in Spanish. This one is absolute gas. Like, that's another classic album, bro. Yeah, that shit went crazy. But I feel like the beats is fire, the production is fire. You know, he's excuse me, he's just all around a class act, bro. Like, yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, Bad Bunny is. You he's, can put him in a He's space. phenomenal, yeah. I, I really enjoy listening to him, especially as we go in the summer and yeah, the pool opening. Vibe, We've been bro. throwing the baseball around. It's He took he took he took Kendall Jenner from Devin Booker, bro. At least it's made Devin Booker an animal. Getting ready yeah, for that yeah, son's yeah. game. He's, he's 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 definitely an animal. Obviously we got uh one forty six here in the Sixers Celtics game. We're taking this live 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 bet. Live, live episode, live bet from Jose. <laughs> Everyone bet smart. Yeah, bet responsibly, of course. No, don't bet responsibly. It's your money. You worked hard for it. <laughs> of course, but, spend it. <laughs> but bet responsibly. Yeah, uh, Fandle, do. thank you again. Fandle. If you put in 22 parlays, just try for 23. If 23 don't work, <laughs> just take like two, three days off. You'll be all right. <laughs> but uh, since since 146 in this game, we got the Suns Nuggets game. We're, we'll get it finished before then. Uh, Jose, some housekeeping to, to finish up with. Bronny James. USC going to USC. Talk to me there. That's uh, fire. What do you think about that? I I love it. I think it's gonna be, it's a perfect environment for him being around. The Trojans needed that. Yeah, the Trojans needed that. From like Lamelo went to no Lamelo didn't go to UCLA, right? Um, Lonzo, no, you're thinking that yeah, Lonzo went to UCLA. UCLA. So I think just like them getting that uh, uh, an explosive player like that, him closer to obviously his dad, LeBron. You know, closer with the Lakers. I just think the exposure, the experience, just how much ESPN is going to market him and his stock right now, and in, in SC and that program, that basketball program, it's uh, it's an incredible move, and I'm really excited to see how this pans out. He is, from what scouts have said, catch and shoot. He's very good at, and he's pretty good. He's gonna be a stud <laughs> in terms of ball handling. So it's uh, listen, LeBron is the greatest of all time. Yeah, right. And this is his son is also gonna prove why he's also the greatest of all time. Cause you're not gonna see any child athlete perform the way and live up to the hype like Bronny. Yeah. That's that's a different that's a different breed, bro. Braun is a different 
that's a different animal, bro. He's, he's proving it right now. And Bronny's going to prove that, bro. You're going to be like, damn, this is what Bron was doing? Because we, we take it for granted right now what Bron is producing. 27, 8, and 8, 30, mm-hmm. 10, and 10. Like, come on, bro. At yeah. age, at, not age, but in season 20, we're taking it for granted. Yeah. But Bronny is going to be the face of basketball for one year because, you know, clearly he's going to go into the league. Yeah. And once he gets into the league, He's gonna become the face of basketball. Yeah, they it's need, almost like they it's need almost LeBron like, yeah. James. The NBA is gonna lose a lot of money with yeah. LeBron not being in the league. But his son being there changes exactly. it. Yeah, carries the torch. Come on, bro. So almost like we went from Jordan to Kobe to LeBron to maybe. Now we're going from Braun Junior. Yep. To little Bronny. Another housekeeping that we want to just get to: uh, Tiger Woods. Just want to give you an update. Uh, obviously, his now ex-girlfriend is now trying to sue my man for $30 million. But thankfully, 30 M's? Thankfully, today, the judge kind of looked at this as like, uh, yeah. she She's trying to allegedly say that it was uh, sexual assaults against Tiger Woods in the workplace, even though they were dating, though, at the time, uh, and everything was consensual, and it was signed in an NDA. Uh, which she did sign, but now she's trying to say she didn't. Seems like she's just trying to uh, kind of, kind of get at Tiger for for thirty million dollars. But it seemed like it it went pretty pretty good for Tiger today. Uh, outside of that, that's uh, I, ho- I hope everything works out for him, man. Yeah, I really do. It seems like those he's kind of like, dragged those, into something that he doesn't like need to be. Bad in. allegations to have tied to your name. Yeah, it's hopefully everything works out for him. Uh, Jose, it looks like the Sixers are going to go ahead and win game five. Yeah, Boston, we smoking on that pack. To end to end the Boston Celtics home home winning streak there of one in game two. Uh, but the Sixers go back up 3-2 in the series. They'll head back to Philly to try to close out that. Jose, any last thoughts here? Uh, episode number 14. Uh, we're approaching 50. We are. And we got something cooking up for 50. It's going to be exciting. For that 50 piece. Jose? It's up in the stock, baby. Take care. God blessings. We'll see you on the next one.